0: It wasn't pretty, but Indiana football still somehow ends up with the victory at 33-27 triumph at Rutgers uh, in New Jersey. Hey, everybody, what's up? I'm Stu Jackson, your host of Heard on the Hoosier. I'm joined by Sam Bysizen, who covers, of course, football and all things IU athletics for us. Sam, IU won in, I would say, ugly, maybe un- even unconvincing fashion um, Saturday against a Rutgers team that, again, we kind of talked about this on the preview podcast, ranked at the bottom of the league in total offense and second worst in total defense. But apparently that was still too much for Indiana.
1: Yeah. The only thing that could get in the way of Indiana playing perhaps its worst game of the year was Rutgers. Rutgers somehow outdid Indiana's own just futility, just inability, poor play we're talking indiana had two interceptions two lost fumbles one of which was returned for a touchdown two turnover on downs a missed field goal two blocked field goals and two missed extra points and still won a football game against a big 10 team Uh, indiana you you talk about getting lucky i I think they got lucky that rutgers is just a terrible program and, and did not play very well all day There were signs that the Rutgers offense was there. But at one point, they had six consecutive three and outs in the second half when they seemed to have Indiana on the ropes down 24-13 to at one point. Any other program would have just walked all over the Hoosiers. Instead, uh, Rutgers finds new and entertaining ways to remain winless in the Big Ten as they head into a matchup against Michigan State this weekend where somebody has to win.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, it was a very ugly game to say the least. Um, we'll touch on the special team struggles in a little bit, but maybe a little bit of uh, positivity here, um, at least early in the podcast. Um, you know, IU winning. Uh, if IU wins one out of its final three games, they've got Penn State, Michigan, and Purdue left. If IU wins one of those final three games, they can set a new record for most Big Ten wins, most conference wins in a single season, the Kevin Wilson era. Not only that, for the program as a whole, the, a fourth Big Ten win would tie the most conference wins in a single season for a team since the 2001 squad, which went 4-4 four and four in Big Ten play. So it's a big deal. So, We're, yeah. Yeah. Again, it, kind of big picture stuff, but still something I, th- I felt was kind of worth mentioning early on here. Most certainly. In the, in the podcast. I mean – Pretty incredible to think that Indiana can do that um, with, again, one of the best defenses it's probably had in a generation, I think, Mm -hmm. safe to say. Most certainly. And despite having one of Kevin Wilson's – one of the worst offenses, I should say, in the Kevin Wilson era in terms of inconsistency.
1: Yeah, I mean, we probably just saw an Indiana team last week in beating Rutgers clinch its bowl bid uh, with the five-win mark or whatever, but they are one win away from earning it. Not legitimately, but legitimately, and getting to six wins and earning it. Because mm-hmm. uh, looking over the APR scores, Indiana's at 979. That would put them second among teams that are probably going to end up at five wins. Sure. They're more or less in. But but the point is, like you said, they have a chance to do something historic and match some marks, beat some marks, and make that step forward. I still think that truly a step forward, and you can disagree with this, but I think – I think a positive gain momentum moving forward is winning more games than last year. Last year Last year, they won six games. you got to win seven games, I think, to, to show progress. I do think five wins in the regular season and a sixth win being the bowl game is also progress. But at the same time, that feels weird because you, their sixth win would be in the bowl, and that's not typically how that works. So I – that's a little fudgy, and I think that can lean from person to person, but I don't think anybody can doubt that the, the sure sign of progress is just one more win than a year ago, and Indiana's in a position where it seems like that's a possibility.
0: Absolutely, and uh, again, it's it's been put in this position despite, uh, namely, a, one of its uh, one of the pillars of uh, Kevin Wilson's program, uh, strongest ones, I should say, in the offensive line, also uh, having its fair share of, of struggles between injuries and, you know, blocking for the run game at times, Uh, you know, again, the exception being the 414 rushing yards against uh, Maryland a couple weeks ago. Um, Again, they're doing well in pass blocking, but they they did quite a bit of shuffling even against Rutgers. Uh, With Brandon Knight out uh, with an injury, they uh, decided to shift Dan Feeney over to right tackle a position, which, again, you wrote about this. He had not played since high school. Correct. And then they kind of moved him back to right guard at times as well. Just a lot of shuffling going on, and I mean, I I guess it it worked okay, but again, I mean, that that was something that I thought was kind of interesting, uh, aside from... Again, what we'll talk about later, the uh, the special teams miscues.
1: Yeah, it's hard to keep up with it. If you're a running back, everybody blocks differently. Dan Feeney does not block like Delroy Baker. Delroy Baker does not block like Brandon Knight. I, mean, I could keep going, but that would be stupid. The point is they all play differently. And to have all that mixing and matching and shuffling, I think is a great word for it. It's hard to keep up with in this offensive line. Man, they've had their bruises this year. They looked like a phenomenal unit back when Demetri Camille was still healthy. Demetri gets hurt. Okay, well, they can bounce back. They seem like they have something rolling with Brandon Knight. He gets hurt, and then it's, oh, gosh, what's going to happen? They put Delroy Baker in. Delroy Baker appeared to play well last week, but not well enough to earn the starting spot this week, apparently. So it's a a bit of a mess. I I don't truly understand what, I guess, the issues are Why why – this offensive line has been so inept at times. They played well enough to get the win last week, but you kind of talked about the offense. The Wildcat wasn't working. This this natee package. I mean, it just, aside from it what that, that
0: that fifty fifty what it was like 52, F- 52 50, yarder, fifty two yard run by Xander Diamant. I mean, after that, Rutgers defense for as statistically terrible as it is, yeah. Um, though you wouldn't think so, why, you know, with how they played against Indiana on on Saturday. Um, you know, made some pretty good adjustments yeah. and pretty much eliminated that as a threat within Indiana's offensive scheme. Entirely.
1: Zemont had four more rushing yards the rest of the game. Tyler Nate took, I think, I don't have the yard, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think he took nine carries for about 18 yards, somewhere in that ballpark. Well, they, they completely went away with it in the second half. They just didn't use it.
0: Well, and Indiana's rushing attack as a whole kind of dropped off a little bit. Again. I mean, It, it was... It was really strange because I think I, I read somewhere or just looking over the box score, I'm pretty sure that Xander Diamant's, uh 52-yard touchdown run off the, you know, the option or whatever, accounted for close to half of, of their uh, total as a team.
1: It, it did I mean, well, basically. Well, or, or
0: one play accounted for basically uh, one play accounted for what. Half of the half of the rushing yards. A third. A third? Well, they had 147
1: okay. rushing yards. Okay. Uh, 152 out of 147. That, yeah, basically a third. And I,
0: a, I mean, I guess I, I guess it would be more accurate to say that at one point it yeah. was it, it was that way. But
1: well, at one point it accounted for all of the rushing yards. That's true. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's just that's just the nature of the beast right now. This team can't figure out its identity there. Defensively, rather okay. I, I mean, yeah, you get excited about the three and outs, but it. That was all Rutgers. Oh, my God. They were bad offensively. And I do think that Resigno. Res, R- Resigno? Resigno. There we go. I could never. I do think that kid, he's got a bit of an arm. He's a bit of a playmaker.
0: Well, they. I mean. They've, I liked him. I was just going to say, I mean, this is clearly a different Rutgers offense, Uh, you know, with him at quarterback. Oh, yeah. Ever since the change, I mean, they've averaged. Let's see if they had. They had what thirty-two against uh, against Minnesota mm-hmm. before the bye week. Com- coming out of the bye week, they put up twenty-seven with with at, mm-hmm. at quarterback. So that's what fifty-nine points in two weeks, averaging, right? Did I? Yeah,
1: no, you did that right. Yeah, fifty-nine. So points, yeah. so tw- twenty-nine
0: and a half per game, yeah, roughly. And they'll two win a lot of games. I mean, if if they didn't have if they didn't have a, a I w- I would argue that if, if Rutgers didn't have such a statistically inept defense, that they, w- they would be in a, in a much better spot than they are right now. Yeah. And if the quarterback change had happened a little bit sooner, And At the maybe. same
1: time, I do think that the offense was the one that blew it away uh, at the end. Because, God, if they threw up 24-13 with the ball at one point, it's like, bury them, bury them, bury them. And then they, mm-hmm. three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And it was just, no, come on, like, come on, Rutgers, finish it. And they, they, just, they just could not manage to string it together. Uh, and so Indiana... We, we kind of alluded to the special teams mistakes, but just an awful, awful.
0: I mean, no I, good
1: day for that group.
0: I, I I did not know what I what I was watching in that game honestly, and just all the mistakes that were being made. I had never seen anything like that.
1: No, we get we get what we get a well we get a, on the punt return team that was okay, <laughs> no issues on punt return. Let's start with the best.
0: Mm-hmm. Then we
1: go to the kick return team. There was a muffed kickoff that. Records was able to recover that at the beginning was of the, the, beginning second, of the second, half, second
0: half on the on the uh, opening kickoff of that w- the second half that was actually
1: was uh williams, williams yep. with that but it was, it was a short kick i just still he wasn't ready for it and then began the day of griffin oaks uh griffin oaks had the two kicks blocked one from 52 yards that was so weird because th- why do you try it from 52 yards if you don't trust his distances and all that that was weird the other one was uh, from i think 30 yards Somewhere in that range?
0: Well, again, I, that's that's what I'm kind of wondering, too, is, I mean, Wilson kind of, I don't know, must have been at least a month ago, um, not too long ago, kind of alluded to... Quad injury. Uh, yeah, a, a quad, quad issues or an injury of some kind. And so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, I mean, I, I can understand maybe slightly the argument that, you know, you want to his confidence a little bit with the issues he's had throughout the year. But at the same time, I mean, if, if he, if he's still dealing with this, why, you know, why is he being sent out for 54 yard, you know, field goals? No. And then he it, has, it, 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 you know, no. like they'll, they'll go for it on like, like during the Nebraska game, it was fourth and six from, or, or something. It was like fourth and five from the Nebraska 26 would have been a 43 yard field goal. Still maybe a little bit out of the range of Oaks, an injured Oaks, if, if, if that is the case. But then, you know, later they they'll trot, they trot him out for a 50-plus yarder.
1: He just I, – I don't get it. There's no – Griffin Oaks has tried 20 field goals this year. He's made 11. He's almost missed more than he's made. If you date back to the uh, pinstripe bowl, that's – you know, he missed his last two. Yeah, Griffin Oaks he's has made, m- half, has of made his- half of his tries.
0: Since the In his last game. 22.
1: Wow, that's uh, just we're talking the reigning Big Ten kicker of the year. Physically, he can do it. Physically, he's able. Mentally, something's
0: wrong. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm. I'm. I wish I knew what it was, and it's. It's honestly, it's hard to tell. I mean, he has tried everything. He had Mitchell Page, I, uh, IU wide receiver and kick returner, holding the kicks on, for the field goal unit. Then he felt like maybe he'd be more comfortable. with – I use punter Joseph Gideon. And Mitchell Page also
1: wanted that because he wanted to spend more time doing other things. So
0: again, he—I mean, he's—he's tried different things, at least from a schematic standpoint, and it really hasn't made that much of a difference. And so I don't know. I mean, how does he get out? how, How does he get out of this mental block that just he seems to be in at the moment, incapable of escaping?
1: I see kickers so much as golfers because there's nothing to it other than you stand up, you hit the ball, you stand up, you kick the ball. And I liken it so much to the Shanks and Griffin Oaks has the shanks. He he's,
0: pulled one wide left in uh, in the game against record.s
1: it's, it's unbelievable. it's immensely something's wrong. It's just not clicking. it's that six inches between his left ear and his right ear. Something in there just does not compute, and that's so hard to make it up. I mean, I've had buddies in the golf world who get the shanks, and they, they stop playing, and they just shut it down for like a month or so and say, okay, I'm just going to completely get out of my system, and when I come back, I'll be fine. Griffin Oaks doesn't have that luxury. And I, I'd love to see him in practice. I'd love to see him out there working. You know, is he kicking? Is he making kicks? This is something I'm going to be watching next week uh, prior to Penn State at this point is do, do, what's he doing pregame?
0: I was just going to say, I mean, and speaking of pregame, I mean, maybe we see both IU kickers out there. Maybe Aaron Grosso gets his chance.
1: He kicked off the first uh, kickoff against uh, Rutgers last week.
0: I mean, maybe he gets a chance with the field goal unit, too.
1: He was, at one point, the starting kicker. <laughs> Oaks earned the job from him after, I think, two or three weeks. What was it? Was that last year? Yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he earns the job. Was it last year? It was, was it the year before. The year, be the year before, it was yeah. definitely the year before. It, it's just a it's a scary, scary situation if you're Griffin Oaks because you you just you stop trusting yourself and mentally uh. you have to wonder where the kid's at, what can he do. I <laughs> mean,
0: this has been, uh, I mean, arguably a a mental block that has existed in his mind since the pinstripe Right, bolt. and we're
1: not in his head, so it's hard to tell. But you have to right. imagine that's where it all
0: started. Right. I I, was, I should say, like, if I had to guess, that's probably when all this began and what's kind of, you know, continued, yeah. I, I and guess. I, and, and I thought he had it back.
1: I thought he had it back after Michigan State because mm-hmm. he, he did step up there and he was celebrating with Gideon and he was excited and all that. I thought he was back. I thought Griffin, Griff's back. They got Griff. Everything's okay. Clearly he's not. And I, I have no reason to believe he's going to fix it. I had no reason to believe because he's he's broken something's broken and it's going to be up to him to figure it out and that's you feel bad for the kid you hurt for the kid because you hate to see someone struggle like that Mm -hmm. but he's just got to internally kind of realize what's going wrong make the the choices to fix it because if you don't kevin wilson's gonna go in a different direction to use the soccer analogy i mean i use colin webb was a starting keeper all year all year and something goes fiery, something goes wrong, either at practice in a game. Something happened that Todd Yeagley didn't like. And he just went and pulled, pulled his senior keeper, Colin Webb, out and said, okay, Christian Lamelli, you're in. And since then, Lamelli's got three shutouts in four games. They win their first game of the Big Ten tournament against uh, Northwestern Sunday. That's today. And they're heading to the second round to play Wisconsin on Friday. I mean, Yeagley saw an issue. In a very in a similar type situation, and said, "Okay, you're done. We'll try the new kid out. The new kid's doing well. Does Kevin Wilson have the um, the confidence, the to the?
0: I mean, I mean, the, it, 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 it takes a lot to do that. I was just saying. I mean, it's definitely a valid question because, I mean, how much longer, you you know, as a coaching staff, and just spe- between Wilson and the special teams coordinator, whoever. I mean, how much is Indiana's coaching staff going to continue to? spend time on uh you know bringing back this kid's confidence up you you can't you've got three you've got you've got three weeks left in the season if if you know if you win one of those three and go bowling i mean maybe that gives you a little bit more time because then there's probably what at least a month between bowl game you know where that can be sorted out but even then i mean it, it's hard to imagine just how much longer wilson has to be willing to stick with Griffin Oaks it's 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 fair i mean he's he stood behind him let's let's acknowledge that i mean he there's there's been times where he has stood behind Oaks and you know when he was doing well last year you know talking about you know you'll be big 10 kicker of the year things like that i mean you know he he traditionally he he doesn't you know, get too down on his players, but I mean, he even publicly acknowledged after the Rutgers game that there's clearly confidence issues at play here, and for the field goal unit as a whole.
1: That's just that's where he's at, and that that group has to figure it out because there's only so many times you can you can get away with it. Sure, you know, and, and that's all it is.
0: And I just so one thing, other thing I would like to add is, I mean, if it if it sounds like we're piling on here, to be quite frank that was one of the ugliest games that I've ever seen IU play, uh, in all, in all three faces, more, 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 that more, or the more Penn le-
1: state game from the uh, punt fest a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. I
0: was just saying, or, or, uh, you know, just, I guess mainly offensive offense and special teams, but it wasn't fun. It, it, it wasn't
1: fun to watch.
0: Yeah. It, it's with all the mistakes that were made. I mean, quite honestly, Indiana was very fortunate to win that game. Like we said earlier. Yep. So again, uh, we've 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 discussed a lot about the special teams here um you
1: I just, did like quietly divine reading to an extent 'Cause he took twenty two carries for one hundred ten yards and two scores. I mean he a was, a big, he was a big difference
0: day. maker on offense. He had a pair of touchdowns.
1: A lunch pail day for him. That's I mean, we're trying I'm trying to think of some positive Richard Lego played incredibly well, I thought. Uh, five he hit five different receivers
0: for thirty yards at one Overcame point. Overcame a pair of early early uh, interceptions. I thought
1: he was done at that point. You throw back to back picks, I thought he was done. He bounced oh, yeah. back, uh had a solid day. Uh by anybody's I was gonna say by his standards, but no, by by anybody's standards all, all, all together uh so that was exciting i'm trying to very quietly and uh quickly pull up his statistics he was uh 28 of 40 for 394 yards and three touchdowns which is a a stat sheet stuffer of a day so which that's he's, solid
0: he, he's now at uh what 15 touchdowns and 13 interceptions on the year?
1: Yeah, after being even for a little bit there.
0: Mhm. Well, and I mean, quite honestly, I mean, he had, he had kind of been been struggling so much at times. I had thought that um uh, you, you know, he was I, I'd completely forgotten about the Ricky Jones touchdown because like I, I had thought he had gotten to the point where the, tu- the interceptions had exceeded the touchdowns on the season. Right. But. And I
1: should say, I, I want to correct something with Redding. That was total yards. I think I said rushing yards, total yards. I, you caught that, though, because he had the one scored through the ground, one in the air. But either way, somewhat productive there. I don't know where this team this, – it doesn't matter. This team's a bowl team moving forward. That's really where we're at. I, we'll talk a lot about Penn State and Michigan these next two weeks. I don't think Indiana stands the slightest of chances. I think Indiana opened up as a five-point dog to Penn State this week at home. That's number 12 Penn State. I I don't think there's a prayer in the world. I think Penn State's going to expose Indiana this weekend. I think Michigan will run over Indiana the next week, especially because Michigan's going to be in a position where they're preparing just in case they lose to Ohio State in that last week of the year and don't get to the Big Ten championship. They have to kind of prove themselves as, oh, we need to be one of those four teams in the playoff. So Michigan's not going to hold anything back, despite Jim Harbaugh loving Tom Crean. Family is family, so it, I think it's going to be uphill in these next two weeks for Indiana football. Uh, and that,
0: I mean, that's, we where's that? I I mean, we thought that the first three weeks of Big Ten play with uh, Michigan State. Ohio State and Nebraska were going to be the most. What was going to be the most challenging three week stretch of the season? Or, uh, you know, I felt it like I, I felt like I may have said that at the time. Which I mean, it was, again, it was. at the time it, it was very accurate. But I think these next three weeks, and I, I think it's fairly obvious why, um, it, it exceed that. Mm-hmm. And, and these final three weeks will absolutely be the most critical of the season. I, I
1: have zero doubt in my mind. Uh, or even greater though, sense of urgency whatever the buzzword you yeah. want to use this week. But that's what we got. Unless you have any other thoughts, we're heading into – I mean, basketball, men's basketball is underway. They beat uh, Bellarmine by a lot of points last night. 73-49. to 49. There you go. See, I didn't remember that one. Uh, field hockey is done for the year. They lost to Penn State in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. Men's soccer keep going. They're going to play Friday in Westfield. I'm going to head up to Westfield and watch that game Friday. Uh, the IU women basketball team—they got going today. They beat UND in an exhibition. Kim Royster looked really good. She had 18 points. The sophomore forward. She started at center today, which was a little odd, but it worked. I'm trying to think what else. Swimming and diving apparently doing well. I'm trying to take on everything. I mean, I don't have anything. Volleyball picked up a win against Ohio State. Busy time. This is the busiest time of the year, no doubt. Bunch of basketball. Uh, Kansas. This week, Friday. uh, 9 p.m.
0: Eastern on ESPN. That's going to be in Sheriff Center in Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm actually
1: really looking forward to that day because if I time everything right, I will be in Westfield watching soccer, Bloomington watching women's hoops in person, and then flip on that TV and watch some Kansas. It'll be a long day, but it'll be a fun day.
0: All right. So that's all we got for you for this uh, edition of the Hurt on the Hoosier podcast. for the Herd on the Hoosier you podcast, excuse you nailed a, me, a little bit of a tongue twister there for whatever reason, but <laughs> anyway, we hope you enjoyed listening to this uh, episode of the Herd on the Hoosier podcast. Be sure to check out check out indiana.rivals.com or thehoosier.com for uh, plenty of coverage this week for IU and Penn State in football, of course, Indiana facing Kansas on Friday, and we'll have plenty of coverage remotely, but we will still cover it nonetheless So with that, we thank you for listening and have a great one.